You can have a seat. You know, it's easy to be a Christian in this room, right? I mean, we're surrounded by people who love Jesus. We're surrounded by people who are exploring faith, trying to figure out what it means to be a follower of Christ. We encourage one another. It's pretty easy to be a Christian in this room. For lots of us, it's also easy to be a Christian at home. Now, I don't want to minimize that there are probably some families that are represented where then you have a spouse who wished you hadn't come today, or you have parents or kids who really work against your faith. But for lots of us, it's pretty easy to be a Christian at home because our spouses, our parents, our kids, whoever's there, pretty much encourages us in this. They want us to be a stronger Christian. We share the same values. We live in a similar way, and so we build one another up. But for lots of people, the place where it's most difficult to be a Christian is at work. Because maybe at work you don't share the same values. Maybe at work you're not surrounded by Christians. And so it's a challenge for you to live as a Christian in the workplace, in the marketplace. And so today we begin a new series that I'm calling Taking Care of Business. And it's thinking about how we navigate living a Christian life in the workplace. What does that look like for us? Now, the first thing you might want to say is, well, you don't really know anything about that, James, because you work at a church. Well, the truth is, in ancient history, I worked in the finance industry, and I do remember how that was, and there were people that I worked with who were really strong Christians, and there were people who were not Christians at all, and there were people who said they were Christians that I never saw any evidence of them being a Christian, okay? So I do know a little bit about that, and I remember the challenge of trying to live the life that Jesus had called me to live in the midst of all that. And the other thing that is at work in this is, you might not know this, but just because you work in a church doesn't mean that everybody always gets along, okay? We have a great staff, an awesome staff, and we really do get along very well, but I've been in church situations where some of my most difficult moments in life were trying to navigate some staff stuff that was going on, and it was really unpleasant, and honestly, it wasn't easy to be a Christian in the midst of that. So... You know, whether you work in a church, maybe some of you work in a Christian school or whatever it is, that doesn't always mean it's easy to live the Christian life in your workplace. But today I want us to think about maybe some of the challenges at first that there are to living as a Christian in the workplace and name some of those off. The first of them is the work we do, right? Okay, so we're, we're in the workplace, you know, you go through training, you're told all the rules and regulations, and then you actually go back to the place where you work, and you find out that, well, they don't always live by the rules and regulations when they actually have to do the work. You ever been in that situation? People are sort of bending the rules, like there's this, you know, quiet knowledge, it's unspoken, that this, these are the rules, but this is actually the way we do business. And nobody, nobody really talks that much about it until you sort of violate that. And it's like, man, you're making life difficult on us. You're making things much more complicated. And you know, wow, this is really not the way it's supposed to be done, but this is the way everyone's doing it, so what am I going to do? Or you can cut some corners in your work. Whether you're self-employed or you're working in a small company or maybe even a large one, there's corners you can cut that's going to cost someone some money. Maybe it's the customer, maybe it's the supplier, I don't know, but, but there's a way to make it easier on you that's going to cost somebody some money. Easy to go down that path and yet you probably don't feel comfortable with it and you probably know this is not the way a Christian would live and work in the marketplace, but 
Well, it makes it easier on me. So the work we do, sometimes it's the competitive environment, right? I mean, maybe you work with some people who are really driven. I mean, they want to succeed, and the price for succeeding may be pretty high on other people, but they are willing to pay it. Maybe you are driven. And you know, the truth is, a lot of us want to be successful in our work. I mean, we spend 40 hours or more in our workplace, and we're going to spend 40 years or more in our workplace, and we want to be able to look back on that and say it counted for something. We want to be able to look back on that and say, I was successful in this. And so we can be pretty driven in what we do. And a competitive environment can develop. And sometimes our success is dependent on someone else's failure. Us looking good is dependent on someone else looking bad. And so we're competitive monetarily. Maybe we're competitive for influence or relationships at the workplace. And all of that can lead us down a path where we're taking advantage of other people pretty easy to do that and recognize in the end this is not what Jesus would do this is not a Christian way of living this life the third one maybe it's the people around you again some of you work with Christians some of you work with really good people who are not Christians and you look forward to seeing those people every day and it's good and some of you work with some people who are really difficult some people who make your life tough. In fact, you're thinking about today about the fact that you're going to have to face them first thing in the morning, and you're going to face them every day this week. Maybe it's a supervisor or a coworker, or even someone who works for you, and it's just a hard person to deal with, and you just as soon not face them. But the truth is, they're going to be there. And maybe they don't bring out the best in you. Maybe they influence you to show your anger, show your frustration. Maybe you have other people in the workplace that influence you in other negative ways, ways that sort of take you away from Christ rather than leading you to Him. And all that creates a pretty big challenge. So what do you do with that? This morning I want us to begin to work through that, thinking especially about the purpose for the work we do. Why do we do what we do and maybe that can help us deal with some of those challenges and we'll explore more as we go along but to get at that we're going to turn to 1 Corinthians 10. Stan was already in 1 Corinthians 13 this morning. A few chapters back Paul in Corinthians is dealing with a church that is troubled. Okay I mean this is a church that's got all kinds of problems. Paul lists a lot of them, faces them head on and sort of deals with questions that they have about living the Christian life too. Now one of their questions is going to sound pretty familiar. How do I live the Christian life in a world that's not very Christian? Okay. How do I interact with people who don't believe in Jesus Christ? For them it was pagans. How do we live and work with people who follow all the gods of the Roman pantheon, right? I mean, all those gods that we could list down, the Greek and Roman gods, plus the gods of each city, the gods of each family, all these gods that people worship, those were the pagans. How do we as Christians who have come to believe that Jesus is God's Son and there is only one God, and yet we're still part of families and workplaces and do business with people that don't have that new faith. How do we survive? How, do we, how are we supposed to act? How do we interact with all these people? And one of the specific questions they had was this. What do we do if a pagan or a pagan family invites us over for dinner? I mean, is that okay? Do we accept? Do we turn them down? I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about last week. <clears throat> 
Should we as Christians, since the world is different from us, should we just sort of huddle up and create a, a sort of defensive environment so that we're not tempted to go the wrong way? We just encourage one another? Or do we get out in the world? Same question they had. Paul, what do we do here? We, we want to be pleasing to God. We want to take care of who we are and make sure we continue to live the right way. But do we just sort of end all our relationships that are not Christian? And Paul says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go eat with those people, okay? I want you to have influence on them. The only thing that Paul said was, I don't want you to eat. If they come home and they've just sacrificed some meat to an idol and they burn part of that up and then they bring home the leftovers, don't eat that. Because we don't eat food that's been sacrificed to idols. That just doesn't make sense, okay? That's the only thing. But the rest of it, have interaction with these people. Okay, and then he comes down to chapter 10, Verse 31. And it's as if Paul is saying, okay, listen, if you want to know what's right or wrong, think about what Jesus said, okay? If Jesus addressed the specific question that you're asking, take Jesus' answer. If you're looking back on the stuff I've told you and I've addressed the specific question, listen to my answer. But what if we've not given a specific answer to your question? Here's what I want you to do, okay? Second, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do. So, that's pretty general, right? Covers a lot of ground. Whatever you do, here it is, do it all for the glory of God. Okay? When it comes to interacting with people who are not Christians, do it all for the glory of God. What does that mean? That means you should always be pointing to God. You should always be saying, God is the greatest, God is awesome, God has brought me to where I am today. And whatever you do should be based in that. Now, that's not language we sort of use at home, right? I'm going to give glory to God in this moment. Um, that sounds sort of churchy. So how would we maybe say that in a way that would be everyday, ways that we can understand and maybe share with someone else? I'd say it this way. What we do, we do for God. What we do, we do for God. Whether it's what we do at home or whether it's what we do in this room or somewhere in this building with, with kids or youth where we're ministering to them, whatever it is we do, and even in the workplace or in our community, we do it for God. Not for ourselves. Not even just for our family or our kids. And what we do should be based in I'm serving God. And I'm a follower of His Son, Jesus Christ. And this is all for Him. Now, maybe your reaction to that is, and mine might be if I was sitting where you are, that sounds really awesome. That sounds like it's right, but I'm not sure what that means for me going to work tomorrow morning. Okay? I'm not sure what that means for me knowing what to do in the workplace tomorrow, whether it's the work I do, the people I work with, competitive environment, or something else that you're dealing with in the workplace. I'm not sure what that means. Okay, let's think about it this way. What we do, we do for God. I want to give you three filters to run your workplace habits, your workplace actions, your workplace works. Three filters to run them through that can help you see, okay, I'm doing this for God, or maybe I'm not doing this for God, and I need to change something about how I'm living as a Christian in the workplace. Okay, question number one, filter number one, is it pleasing to God? 
Okay, there's no way that I can give glory to God. Okay, there's no way I can point to God and say, I'm doing this for you, God, if it's wrong. There's no way to do that. If it's wrong, it's not for God. Okay, so is this right or wrong? Does this please God? Now, I think like 90, 95% of the time, we can look at something that we've done and we know that was wrong, that was right. Pretty easy. Or I'm about to do something, I've got a decision to make, I know what's wrong, I know what's right. Now there's a small percentage of time when sort of like we don't know what Jesus said about that or Paul said about that or anywhere in the New Testament and we're struggling to figure it out. Maybe there's priorities that are competing. Like this would be best for the company I work for. This would be best for my customer. I'm not sure what's right. This would be best for me. I'm not sure what's right. And there's those some difficult areas that we have to sort through. I think that's when we come back to this command, okay, is this, is this about God or is it about me? And this is when it's good to have connections with other Christians. When it's good to be able to come back to a group of other Christians and say, you know what, here's something I'm really struggling with at work. What do you guys think? Because I'm just not really sure. And have wise people speak into our lives. I think it's good for us to have that, to determine what's right, what's wrong. Filter number one, is it pleasing to God? Because if it's pleasing to God, that's a good sign we're on the right track and we're doing something that really in the end, to use the church side of the words, is going to give Him glory. Something that we can do for God. And if it's not pleasing to God, if we know it's wrong, even if everybody else is doing it, we need to ask some questions. We need to back up and change our course. Second filter, second question. Do my actions show God to the people around me? Okay, if we're, if we're doing our work for God, if we're on a mission, and that's what we're talking about. Last week we talked about going, right? That part of our lives should be going and sharing the message of Jesus. In my work... And I'm doing this for God, so how could it possibly be that I don't point to God in what I do? Okay? This doesn't even have to be, hey, let me tell you about God right now. I'm going to do this, and you're going to understand something about the nature of God by the way I do this. Right? Probably not going to be popular at work with that kind of language. Okay? But, is what you're doing communicating who God is? Hey, people around you probably know you're a follower of Jesus, right? Probably know you're a Christian, probably maybe know where you go to church. Is what you're doing in the workplace telling people who God is? As a mission, or the mission of our church is love God, love others. And this is back to that, okay? In what you do at work, coworkers, customers, supervisor, manager, whoever it is you deal with, are they learning something about God by the way you speak and the way you act? Now, this is maybe where it gets a little more difficult. We sort of know right and wrong, okay? We want to be people who do right. But here we are with this a little more difficult, a little more challenging. Am I loving God and loving others in the workplace? And maybe you work with some people who are not easy to love, right? It's a challenge. 
are you communicating anything about God by the way you treat those people? Or if you are, is it the right thing? Are they sort of finding out that God doesn't really care about them because they're not doing the church thing? I mean, is that what you're communicating, or are you communicating that God loves everybody, even difficult people, even people who use bad language, even people who don't do the same thing on Saturday night that you do on Saturday night? What are we communicating? And then third, third filter. Does this give God the credit? Hey, in the end, that's a lot of what giving God the glory is all about, Okay. I mean, we, we lift God up in our worship, and what we're saying is, man, God's awesome because He created us, gave us life, sustains life, sent Jesus, forgives our sins, gives us eternal life, empowers us to live each day, gives us all our abilities, helps us do what's right. It's easy to take credit when things are going well. When people praise you at work, it's easy to say, well, thanks, I worked really hard on that. Maybe you did. We have different levels of freedom to talk about faith in a workplace, right? I, I understand that. Not everybody can say, hey, let me tell you about Jesus sitting there, you know, at the lunch table or wherever it is. And that's okay. But are there more subtle ways that we can talk about the way that God's helped us through things? Or the way that people at church have walked with us through difficult times or given us wise counsel? or the ways that we've seen God at work in our own lives. It's, it's different for every one of us, and that's okay. But it's really easy for us to forget to give God the credit. And that's a small piece. If we begin to understand how we give glory to God, as Paul says, this is one way we can begin to do it, to share that God is at work in our lives. What we do, we do for God. Hey, that's going to that's gonna look different. Our work is different. We work with different people, all right? We have different talents, different personalities. This is not going to be identical for everybody in the room because we all face a unique situation tomorrow morning. Even if we work the same job as somebody else in the room, we have different personalities, different pasts, different experiences, all those things. So it makes it really unique. So this is up to each one of us to interpret ourselves every day to figure this out that what I'm doing is all about doing it for God and for maybe some of us as we look through those filters well maybe I'm pleasing God in most of what I do but there's this one area and I know God's not happy with that or we look down and say yeah my actions my words probably not saying the right things about God Something needs to change. And I'm definitely not giving God the credit, maybe because I don't want to talk about God. So we each one have an opportunity to think through, how am I doing my work? And how am I relating to the people that I work with? And ultimately, if I think about the purpose for what I do and the purpose for life, is it really about God or not? Let's pray together. God, we want to be followers of Jesus, and through him, your followers. And God, we want that to be true, whether we're in this room or 
in our homes, or in our workplaces. So God, we pray that you'll guide us and give us the courage and strength we need to make everything we do about serving you. Pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.